hello, everyone, and welcome back to Loud. I'm your host, Natalia Vargas, and we're back for another spicy episode. You know, moving to Flagstaff has been amazing, and a big part of that is that I have been getting involved in the music scene a lot. Most importantly, with an event production company called Spot Lab. Music has filled my life with so much joy, and honestly has truly shaped the way that I see the world and how I interact with it. I love to see this company grow from just an idea to putting amazing productions at festivals and even having a resident venue here in Flagstaff. So it's time for us to get inspired, laugh, and meet two of Spot Lab's founders. Get ready because this episode is going to make you feel all the things. So introducing today's guests, Robbie Pearson and Jared Wooden. Welcome to the house studio, or actually Robbie's house. <laughs> Thank you for house. having me. We're, uh, I feel like we should start by describing the room because I think it's pretty cool. We're in Robbie's office right now, and we walked in, and it only had one light on, but I was like, yeah, it's too much. So he was now, like, do these dim? <laughs> yeah, so now the only illumination in the room is a basket of Himalayan salt blocks, and it's warm and soft and delightful it's the so best happy to be here yeah thank you robbie for hosting and natalia for hosting in a different way yeah of course and you know robbie actually helped me get all this fancy sound equipment he did all the research for me so i didn't have to so nothing i love more than just telling me what to buy so thank <laughs> you very much nothing yeah. what robbie robbie <laughs> loves more than figuring out what to buy yeah, yeah buy this <laughs> let's go ahead and start by kind of introducing yourselves and so people can get to know you better Give me the tea. Who are you? Where are you from? Give me like a little bio moment. I'll go yeah. first. <laughs> so my name is Robbie. I'm originally from Maryland, born and raised. And then I moved to San Diego in 2012, just in search of, I don't know, something fresh, something new in the beach and the perfect weather. Mm-hmm. And that's where I actually met Jared. He was a random Craigslist responding roommate. <laughs> yep. And I was like... He says no cats, but can I bring my cat? And you're like, yeah, I like Fuck cats. Fuck yeah, I like cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't allowed to have cats with the landlord, but me an exception, because cats. Yeah. yeah. That was a crazy cat, though. Robbie's a big cat lady now. He has, <laughs> yeah. like, a cat shirt with, like, his cat saying Mika, the sweetest baby angel. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I love that cat. <laughs> yeah, he has, like, just a shirt full of, like, Mika's face. Just everywhere. It's uh, iconic, honestly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what else about me? I'm a nerd. I've been in IT for since forever. Um, and then I moved to Flagstaff a couple years ago, and now this is where we kind of begin with Spot Lab and what we're doing here now. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. about you, Jared? Tell the listeners, who are you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm Jared. I grew up in Orange County, California, but candidly, when people ask me where I grew up, I say San Diego because I hated Orange County, oh. and San Diego's way cooler. Like, the response that San Diego elicits out of people versus Orange County is remarkable. Versus LA. It's oh yeah, it's totally different. So I fancy myself more of a San Diego boy. That's where I lived obviously most recently before moving here. Before that I moved to Colorado for an internship with a event production company, which is where my background in this live event space started. Did lighting design for a couple of festivals and concerts and things out there. And then uh I kind of got out of it, and now I work also in the IT web development space, but really missed lighting design and live events, and I'm so happy to be doing it again. Yeah, it's awesome. So, you know, tell me, guys, what is Spot Lab? What is the concept, idea behind it? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) It is your company, so, you know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a lot like any startup in that what it is 
is so many things and we haven't reached that point yet i think where we know what we're the best at because yeah. not to toot our own horn too well we're but the like, best at everything no not at all <laughs> but like we've been able to do a lot i think that's what makes robbie and i such great partners is that we're good problem solvers shout out zach too and all the rest of spot lab crew while i get a chance because i mean it's not just the two of us obviously spot lab is a production company it's a promotion company it's a bunch of people that like to party that like good music and uh as a business it's i don't know we're still kind of trying to figure that out uh, i think you know we're still trying to see how we can be, become successful as a business as far as making money but we also don't want to tarnish that we want to have a good time along the way yeah yeah and what's kind of cool about it too is like we never started this thing to make money that's no. been a really awesome byproduct. We love to make right. money out of things you love. Because we, we put it all immediately back in and buy even cooler stuff and throw even cooler shows. I mean, this company is operating at a loss solely because we <laughs> want to buy the coolest stuff. I saw this shit start from like, I think it was like Jared's office one day. He's like, oh, I have visual stuff now. And I was like, cool. Like, <laughs> it all started with like little lights and like a little Odessa logo. And like it's gotten bigger, bigger. And he's like, lasers, fog, more, more. More. It's, it's getting wild. Yeah, it really is getting wild. It feels <laughs> like so legit now. It feels very legit. Yeah. yeah. The amount of gear we have and the reputation we're building around here in northern Arizona, is it feels very real, very fast. Unfortunately, during COVID or during lockdowns, I should say, because we're very still very much in the pandemic, but uh, we came across some auctions and we knew that there weren't live events happening indoors and all of our favorite festivals were canceled. And so we figured, how can we legally, respectfully, safely do um, a forest event? And we kept it very low key. It wasn't like these bad forest events that you hear about if you might be from Flagstaff. But, you know, I think we kept it really legit and obviously left the place even better than we found it. Also, just like for people that don't know what a forest party is, because I don't know if I don't know from here, I would think that it's through people dancing with some tents. But it's actually like a whole thing. There's like hundreds of people, so many DJs playing music and like lighting. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. like a little rave in the middle of the forest. Yeah. It's one of the things that makes Flagstaff special. It is. I never heard of that kind of thing before I moved here. So, guys, what about this company is personal to you? I feel like I'm actually following a passion and something I yeah. enjoy doing, but at the same time having fun with my friends yeah. along the way. You know, I have a day job, a desk job that pays the bills, but it's same. not my passion. Right. It's not what I very much love doing. Yeah, same. At least anymore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you're my boss, I love my job so much. It's my passion. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that point can't be understated because we're all in the same boat i think yeah and you would have to be crazy to do this on the side with an already stressful job unless you absolutely loved it right and i think it's safe to say that we do we bust our asses seven days a week yeah. on this company and figuring out different events and equipment and things and i i think it's okay for me to like sit on the computer for 14 hours and then jump over to flat, like spot lab stuff because it's yeah. just like, it's so cool to see an idea come to fruition Yeah, and yeah, it's really rewarding. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the same thing with me. I think that like when I started to do this, I was like, this is a hobby. It's so cute, whatever. But the moment that I decided like, you know, fuck it, I really do love this. And like, is this what's bringing me joy? My perspective on it started to change. And then I've been working on it so hard, especially as of late. And 
I'm tired all the time now. <laughs> but it's yeah. also making me, you know, like, I'm not drinking as much because I know, like, I want to, like, write outlines or do stand-up and do things that I love. And it's, it's make, even though I'm a little bit more tired than I was before, I don't feel burnt out. And I feel like it's the same thing for you guys because I've seen you guys just, like, glow when you're talking about the next event that you're doing or things that you're looking forward to. So that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It yeah. changes the way you listen to music. It does. I was going to say, it, like, I've lost sleep over Spotlight, but in a good way. Where I'm yeah. just really excited about some idea or something, some project we're doing, and I just can't stop thinking about it. I'm not right. mad about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. also like your baby, you know? Like it's something that you made from scratch, so you want to see things that you love flourish. Yeah. Oh, what are your DJ's names? I guess I didn't mention them. Can you tell us? I am uh, vice versa. Yeah, I'm, I'm periphery for now. <laughs> Cue up the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to put that sound in there. That'd be awesome. But I have to say that, like, I don't make music. I play other people's music that I like. So, I mean, you, you can't do it all yet. Yeah, no, I'm not. A, <laughs> I am not a music producer at all. So much respect for music producers. Yeah. And yeah, I like. It's definitely a life goal to make just one song. I got it. I believe in you guys. Yeah. So you know, speaking of life moments, I feel like life is kind of a series of like defining moments that you're kind of just like, fuck it, let's just do this. What was the moment for you guys? What were you like? You know what? Spotlight is like something that we actually want to do. There was a party here. It had been a while since we had really done a party for any people. You know, we would come over to Robbie's house or come over to my house and DJ and hang out. But I remember there was a specific night where. Um, I think we had just invested in CDJ 3000s, which are like oh. the hotness for DJs. Super hot fire. I still don't know how to use them because I'm lame. Uh. And uh, yeah, oops. I remember that uh, people were over and we were starting to talk about how we needed to do something in public again. And that week I actually got reached out to by Anthony, the bar manager over yeah. at Lotus Lounge. And he said, hey, like he had come to a party at my house and he loved what we were doing. And he gave us our first platform and it was really challenging, but it was the stepping stone that made us who we are now. And I would say that it was that night where I kind of like was driving home and I'm like, man, other people are seeing what we're doing and want to see it. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. The amount of success there at Lotus was yeah, pretty, crazy pretty crazy right off the bat. Lines around the corner, around the whole block. Yeah, that was wild. It really was like a shock. Like, wow, this is actually, this could be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is happening. Like, how do you get over imposter syndrome? Because I can imagine, like, before the first event, like, the first Lotus event that you guys had, like, I would be, like, shitting bricks. I would be like, uh, what if there's two people there? Because that really, you know, it can fuck up your confidence. And so many businesses don't shine because the first couple experiences. And same thing with, you know, anything artistic. Like, if you're a DJ and the first time you do it, it blows. It can just end everything right there and then. So how do you get the courage to be like, Let's just do it. Like, I think we're good enough. What kind of goes through your mind? As Lotus was an example, I didn't really know what to expect. I guess I didn't really think about people not being there or the attendance levels. See, that's wild. I, I didn't even think there. about that. I was just like, we're, we were, we've been doing house parties, you know, DJing at our friend's house with some, like, lighting and some pretty loud sound. Yeah. So I just wanted to have a party with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like specific to what you asked about imposter syndrome, I would say it literally never goes away, though. Even a couple weeks ago when we booked Bards, uh, Bards, if you're listening, I love you. He was really the first real artist that we booked. And I was terrified. We were 
the day of the event, we had sold 30 tickets yeah. pre-sale, uh, which come to find out is pretty normal, but I was losing my mind and I was like, wow, I'm, we're such failures. And Oof. then it was amazing. Everything worked out. The feedback we got was amazing. Bards had a great time. We had a great time. Yeah. And there was a lot of people there and it was really special. But yeah, it never goes away. That feeling of nervousness and you try and project confidence, but... Always, um, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. They also say that the most successful people in the world are the people that always have imposter syndrome, just because you always feel like you have to work hard and kind of keep at it. Actually, the most successful marriages are people that actually look at their partner and think like, wow, I'm so lucky to have this person. And then that makes you actually work at it always and feel like it's like a feeling of gratefulness almost. So it's never going to go away, I think. And I think it, yeah. it can be a good thing. You know, there's obviously a fine line between like, I'm nothing to like, oh, I'm the greatest person in the world. But I think like uh, something like in between, I think yeah. can, can really help you go far in life. Yeah, I think with anything, whether it's a hobby or an art form or a business, like you can always be better Yeah. at what you're trying to do. And it's cool when you work in an industry like events where it's a real challenge in a lot of ways. And it challenges you technically and it challenges you artistically. And yep. I love that blend of things. And what it is, too, is that it's not just about what you love. It's also about the audience. So your success, you know, is dependent on whether or not people like what you did. To hear people's feedback, whether it be positive or negative or a mixture of both, that's the challenge. Because you can't, this is the one thing that you cannot control, which I think it's wild. To give you guys credit, like, you guys put yourself out there a lot. And I think that's why you're successful. But it is scary. I can't believe you were like, oh, I wasn't scared. Like, whatever. Like, we'll throw an event. YOLO. I think Robbie had like, plenty of shit to worry about. No. I wasn't yeah. that. <laughs> I had so much on my plate, as always, all the little technical details that I don't even have time to think about Yeah. who's going to show up. <laughs> That's <laughs> why we like have such mind. a good balance on this team, too. And, and not just Robbie and I, but in general. We have folks that can worry about all different types of things and making connections is a big one. And yeah, you know, a lot of the people that we work with have lived in Arizona for a long time. I don't want to name any names because then I have to go on a list of like 20 people. And I'm that's impressed gonna be the by podcast. But yeah, all of you, minutes. you know who you are. <laughs> they, they've lived here for a long time and they have these amazing connections and Robbie and I just don't have that. So this doesn't work without the sum of all parts. Well, of course. I mean, and also just, even like just moving here, seeing how many, first of all, how many guys, how many friends do you guys have? And they're all DJs, like artists of some sort, which is really cool. They're all rallying around you to like support you, show up, post stories, like share with friends, bring them friends. Like, so I think that that goes to, it's not just a testament to, I think, your talent specifically, but also just a testament to. Flagstaff. Yeah, well, yeah, but also the kind of people that you are because people really like you for who you are. And then that also, you know, makes them want to support your dreams, which is Cool, guys. Just well, keep at it. Thank cool. you. Are you guys ready yeah, to cry? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm blushing. Uh, you can't I'm tell because it's like pitch black. It in is here, so but dark. It's but I'm beautiful. sure you're right. I wish we had an incense. Yeah. Um, uh, Robbie, where's the atmosphere? Where's the, where's the vibes? <laughs> it's, it's around. We expect better service next time. <laughs> okay. We'll try better next time. Before we do this, can I get some more wine? Yeah, you can get more wine. Okay, we have refilled our wine, so I think we're all ready to go again. What do you think? make SpotLab, you know, different? And why do you think your community needed SpotLab? I think our team has just some technical abilities and just social abilities and just a great support group and group of friends that can provide something that hasn't been done here 
pretty much before on this level. Yeah. Um, like sure, like bigger production companies have came through for a touring artist or something like that. But I think we're trying to reach out to the more the local the local artists, the local yeah. DJs and stuff, and really promote them, and you know also book some bigger names along the way. But do something for the community by bringing light to people like like Gibby Harmonic. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate. <laughs> for everybody else that's not from Flagstaff, it's a very old town. So a lot of these like buildings that these boys are working with, they're old as shit. And these guys are putting lasers in places that have never seen a laser before. <laughs> like they're really transforming these events. Like if you look at Yucca, I guess like what it was before when I saw it like two months ago versus like the setup that it has now, it's insane. Yeah, and we can talk about Yucca's past as the green room, and that was just like a mecca of electronic music for years before we even moved here. And now we're like, I like to think is it like version two of this this you know historic like venue. Yeah. To put um, it into perspective, this three hundred and fifty person old warehouse has hosted like Grizz, Grammatic, Odessa, yeah, Emancipator, really? yeah, no Nectar. yeah. Um, it's crazy. I didn't know like those artists were here. Whoa. Billy's got some history. <laughs> wow. Sure. Flag stuff go off. Yeah. It's a great place to party, but you're right that the production used to be really subpar. Um, we saw one of our favorite artists together, Marcus King. He's a blues artist. Amazing. We saw him there and it just sounded terrible and you knew it wasn't him. But yeah. apparently when they bought it in the last like year or so, they've completely redone the sound and now it just gives us a perfect blank canvas to come in and make it amazing. And actually, funny story about Yucca while we're here, because <laughs> last weekend, uh oh, on Saturday, we were rerunning a Cat Six cable through the ceiling. We'll just start by saying we're professionals here. Yeah, th- definitely. <laughs> this is you asked why you should hire us, and I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I won't die for you. <laughs> because I'm willing to admit when we fuck up. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happened. Robbie's up in the ceiling. This is a building that's over a hundred years old, I believe. Yeah. Robbie's up in the ceiling and he's passing a cable down to me and all of a sudden he's on top of me. He fell through the ceiling onto my head with drywall and plywood coming along with him. And I think we're both a little concussed this week, but Yeah, everything's fine. But uh, yeah, I think I, I kicked you in the head, then tried to pull myself up and kicked you again. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's yeah. commitment. It was my only trying to get re- something out of my system. My only regret about the whole situation was that we didn't have it on camera. I know. I'm an avid fail army fan and they did not that would have been perfect. I got it. You uh you asked a good question about why the community needed it. And I think Flagstaff already has such amazing people and amazing events. So it's not really a matter of needing it so much as Flagstaff is the only place I've ever lived. And I've lived in a lot of places that this could happen for us because the community does exist and no, they don't need us, but clearly they want us a little bit because they keep (laughs) coming. So I mean, uh, and, and we love it so much that it really has made me fall in love with this place in a way that I never expected. It's a huge scene in a small town. Like, really, all the friends we have, they all know one another one way. Or yeah, another. it's pretty wild. Like, I lived I in San Diego for, like, five years and never, like, created this group of friends like I have here. Can't yeah. go anywhere in town without running into somebody that I know yeah, somehow. Yeah, same. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Just kidding. It's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. I think that the artistic community is very special here. 
uh, you know, I just started doing stand up and like I've gotten nothing but support. People really like local talent. You know, the first thing they ask me, like, oh, where are you from? You better say black stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say California. Right. Yeah, no, I would never. <laughs> well, it, I'm super really stoked nice. for you that you're doing that, by the way. I mean, talk about courage. DJing <laughs> is nothing in comparison to trying, like, le- putting yourself out there in a comedic way. Like, that's yeah, that's intense. Big that's props. Awesome. I Big think props. <laughs> I think it's the same flavor, though, because... Once again, like you can be a DJ and no one be there, and that probably hurts the ego. Same thing with like comedy. If I make a joke and it's not funny, it's like okay, so we're gonna get some silence. No problem. Yeah. We're gonna move on. <laughs> I imagine the recovery from a bad joke is similar to a recovery from a bad transition. It's a bad feeling. It's, it's a not bad good. Feeling. Yeah, but at the same <laughs> but time, no one really cares that much. So like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like this is something yeah. that I always tell myself. Like no one knows what could have been, but at the same time. You know, you're evolving, you're progressing, and then feedback from the audience is really important. We're going to have to figure out how to combine and get you to a Spot Lab show. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I'm there all the time, but... <laughs> Spot Lab does comedy? They do you're everything. You're at every show, I should clarify. Get yeah. you on stage at one of our shows. <laughs> right. 100%. You can give me some visuals. <laughs> I want everything with my cat, just OP, 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 OP. That could be arranged. Yeah, that's it. That's all I care about. Maybe Abby in there, throw her in there. All right. Yeah. I've always had a vision of, like, Abby and, like, a dinosaur. Like, a dinosaur. Wow. Like dinosaur head. Cool. It could be fun. Wow. Very cool. Awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll put you a picture. <laughs> I'll probably edit that out. That was weird. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to move on. You know, things are getting too cute and fuzzy. You know, I want to get a little dark. We are in the dark with sexy mood lighting, so we might as well. I kind of like to show in my podcast that people are very dynamic and success doesn't really happen overnight. What has been your biggest failure what did you learn from it, and how do you apply that now to this company? That's right. Like personally speaking? Either way, you can um, take it in any direction. I like to give people artistic freedom. I can't really think of like a single biggest failure-defining moment in my life, but I think there's a lot of just struggles along the way. It's kind of a, I guess you'd call it more of a two steps forward, one stop, step back yeah. kind of thing. Um, and Spot Labs had a lot of the same things going on with it, lots of success quick success and some struggles and learning from some situations and knowing how to handle stuff moving forward so do you think like you're you adapt well to like when things oh yeah i mean this industry we don't i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) this is not like there's not like a how to do event productions for dummies like but i mean there might be i don't know well, but there's college, there's degre- college degrees. There's probably degrees <laughs> for it, but like, no, that doesn't matter. Let me tell you. No, right you got to start somewhere, and you know, we don't make that many mistakes. I don't well, think. Well, you we... can't copy someone's version of success at all. Like, if you try right. to like copy someone's mold, you're not going to be successful because that already exists. It's like Uber. It's just a taxi service, but hyped up, but a lot better, a lot more efficient. Convenient. That's what, yeah, well, yeah, the convenience what of it. What is Spotlab convenient? <laughs> Does it? it doesn't feel convenient to me. <laughs> I would say, like, rather than, I don't know, my brain just went to not my greatest failure. Yeah. Of course, there's been lots, but um, my greatest fear. And I think that I've failed many times, and it's why this fear is here. But my greatest fear is that I won't live a totally fulfilled life and that I'll somehow Mm -hmm. be distracted by making money or whatever other thing. And what's nice about working in this industry and for this company in particular is it's really grounding. It's really fulfilling. 
And it just makes me sleep better at night knowing that I'm doing something purely because I want to, not because I need to. The end of every day kind of check in with myself and I'm like, all right, like, did we do enough cool shit today? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, fear is a big thing for me, too. I think that before I used to be really scared of failure, like things are not going to work out and like. I just wouldn't try anything. You know, I wouldn't try podcasting. I wouldn't try comedy. But because I'm getting older, I'm scared of not trying the things and not doing all the things. Life is honestly like pretty decent now. I'm happy. Like this could be happiness. But I'm like, what if there's more? Oh, who's texting me? Oh, people care about me? <laughs> <laughs> no one's texting me, but they're going to text me now. <laughs> I was really in the zone there. Um, no, but yeah, I just think that that was a big thing for me. And I think you guys kind of have the similar drive where it's like, fuck it. I only have one life and then I die. So I'm just going to go in. Yeah. I heard a story uh, recently from a guy who was saying that there was a TED talk and this guy wanted to get over his fear of trying or fear of asking. Yeah. And... What he did was he set a challenge for himself where for, I think, 100 days he was going to go ask people for things that he knew he was going to get a no about. And uh, so he would, like, walk into a hotel and be like, give me $100. And, yeah, like just (laughs) ridiculous stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) And he had a 45% success rate or maybe it was 51% success rate of all these questions that he knew he was going to get no's for. And he learned, like, two valuable lessons, I think, out of that. Like, I'll, go check out this TED Talk. I don't know where you can find it, but I don't know. Google it, bro. Hey, Robbie, will <laughs> you give me $200? <laughs> Not today. Ask me another day. <laughs> Testing out the theory. Yeah, I think you learned, like, two valuable lessons from that, right? It's like, one, don't be afraid to ask. But also, like, you're probably going to get a yes. Like, yeah. That's been our experience, too. It's been kind of nice. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I feel like I've gotten more ballsy and not to get cheesy, but let's do it. <laughs> I think I've learned to ask for more things as of late. And I think a lot of it is from just watching you guys because it's very inspiring to see you guys just ask. We're like, fuck it. I'm like, will you be on my podcast, please? Like, it'll yeah. be really fun. I promise. <laughs> right, and that's the it's kind of the position we're in right now with, you know, with this event space we have. We're trying to actually book artists that we genuinely like. Yeah. And just cold emailing these people and randomly reaching out to them and saying like hey you want to come play some music for us on this stage yeah and it's i mean jared's been doing a lot of that recently it's terrifying yeah yeah and And in a weird way i mean not to get all flag stuff on all you hoes but it's like manifesting it's kind of like feeling like i deserve these things and i'm like you know what fuck it you want to be on it yes you do it'll be really great and then just that that confidence it's amazing. I yeah, call I it my white man confidence. You, ma- you manifested <laughs> it to these two white men, so. It's yeah, true. there you go. Here we are in my office. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> American dream, baby. You tricked us into it, but here I we know, are. I know, but it's really fun. So I just wanted to move on from that. I don't even know where we were going anymore, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> um, you guys both do, you know, DJing and production work. Do you have a preference between the two? Probably production work, personally. I mean, I've been DJing for a while. Yeah. On and off, but I still get so stressed out going up there and DJing, and I'm not trying to make it. That's not my passion. I'm not trying to become the biggest DJ in the world. I want to bring people together, and if that means I need to work behind the scenes to make that happen, yeah, that's much more comfortable there. Yeah, you know, I love Robbie's answer, and working backstage is 
a thankless job, but the gratification that you get from, like Robbie said, bringing people together, but also just like the accomplishment because it is always such a rush and even though it's so stressful, it's like a love-hate relationship, but like right before a show, there's never enough time. doesn't matter how early you get there or late you get there. You're just like scrambling no matter what. Yeah. But at the end of the show, you're just like, whoa like that was <laughs> I <did> sick it. <laughs> it helps if people show up what they don't always but yeah i want to add on to the, the the thankless you know front of house people and backstage people and all event productions it's kind of being in this industry now has definitely ruined me for going to my <laughs> own like just going to shows that i pay for because i'm just want to go back to the front of house and be like what do they got what kind of gear are they using what are the consoles like what are they doing and then like if it's a good like lighting show with visuals i'll go like say hi to the person be like awesome yeah. job like i appreciate you 100 <laughs> percent. and you know that goes so far because people do it to us sometimes when you're yeah. standing there operating they're like great job and it's like wow it feels so nice and you say ruins the show i mean it totally changes it because i'm always oh, staring yeah. up in the lighting rig but like i love watching shows from like right behind front of house, you know, where all the soundboards I mean, and that's where it sounds and the best are. anyways. It's mixed for that spot. And also you get to just watch them do their thing. Yeah. But, like uh, recently yeah. we had the show was what pass the butter and Jared downloaded a bunch of like butter commercials for visuals. And I was just like laughing. And I was like, <laughs> wait, was what great. is happening? We had it was Paula hilarious. Dean riding in on a stick of butter with rainbows <laughs> in the background. It was beautiful. And people loved it. And it was oh, like, yeah. it's genius. fingers, <laughs> all the butter things. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit is what we call that. Uh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> hey, people like that. We go to shows and stuff. It's like, let loose, relax, and just like laugh a little bit. So that was an excellent touch. <laughs> you know, a kind of a follow-up question to that. You know, what is your event experience when you're DJing versus when you're just doing production work? If I'm DJing that night, can only think about that. It's so stressful. Oh, like, you're like nervous. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I got on our New Year's show. I was playing at like from like twelve ten to one or whatever. So I had to sit there for like six hours. Like oh god, I have to DJ yeah. later. Even for me, even if I'm going in with a prepared set, it's still just like a, oh, I'm gonna fuck up somehow. But on the production side, I don't know if I'm more nervous or not on either side. Like. Lighting and like visuals is a lot more um, forgiving than DJing. You if think? Up, if you're up there DJing, like if you mess up on an audio track or a transition or something, everyone's gonna know. Everyone, <laughs> I in my mind, it's probably yeah. not true. Probably no one. Knows. Probably no one. <laughs> but it, I, I have well, no okay. one. Knows. I heard a good saying that was the crowd will okay. forgive you for a bad transition, but they won't forgive you for a bad song. There's something yeah. about having a bunch of people staring at you. That's, that's also pretty true. disconcerting. Yeah, there's Dream a, come a whole for me. other aspect <laughs> of just feeling nervous and so many eyes. Yeah. Just looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny because I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, yeah, attention. Give it maybe to you me. need a uh, DJ. Yeah, maybe you should be a DJ. <laughs> I mean, you do need a girl on your team, so maybe I'll try it out. We do. We need I do a, live with yeah. it. I do live with Gibby, which would help. <laughs> it would. You'll be playing the craziest music ever in no time. Yeah. <laughs> All the rhythm. Oh, my God. Well, you know, on <laughs> that topic, me. actually, of needing more women. Holler at us. Not just more women, but it is, unfortunately, the DJ space is monopolized by white dudes. That's just a fact of the matter, especially dudes. Um, but one thing I'd really love to do in the near future is 
some sort of scholarship program uh, for really any marginalized group, whether it's women or people of color, indigenous folks, which is especially applicable around these parts where we would like have them come in and and do a DJ workshop. We'll pair them up with someone that's on our team to teach them how to DJ and then do a little competition. And yeah, we haven't really like materialized the the details of it yet, but it's definitely something we're going to try and do soon. So keep an eye out. Yeah, it's awesome. I really like that. So I do have a question for you guys, not to get dark again, but it's my favorite thing to do. They say that you should never start a company or like, you know, work with your best friends. How has that experience been for you too? Has it changed your dynamic at all? Like give me the tea or fight, 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 fight. <laughs> no fighting. Could be fun. You want to take this, buddy? <laughs> uh, how about you go first? I'll go first. <laughs> you know, actually to bring it full circle, you and I, Robbie and I, we know each other because of a random Facebook connection needing a room. And we lived together for how many years? I mean, it was like, oh, like what, at least five or six like years. Five or six years. Yeah. Robbie moved out here with me. But we've always so had a really nice, balanced relationship, in my opinion. Like, it's never been overly emotional. It's always been like, hey, like. If shit needs to happen, we're going to talk about it, get it out of the way, and then we're done. And so when this start thing started happening, like I had really no reservations about it because I knew that we could be like objectively good partners and solve problems. If there's emotions in play, it's usually not going to be yours or mine. It's going to be yeah. other people that we need Robbie to... Robbie is like, I completely disagree. <laughs> 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 Maybe. I mean, listen, like, yeah, do we argue sometimes? Like, sure, I guess, sure. but not really. We don't really like, argue that no, much. No, we laugh it off, and, like, it's never a big deal. That's yeah. just our relationship. The, uh, the, the Salt Rock incident. Oh, um, yeah, don't there was that. that. We'll save that for the, the Salt Rock incident the other podcast. No, the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you're right. Um, I think we've had a pretty great just relationship, and, I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of – aggressive in the way that if something bothers me i'm going to tell you about it yeah definitely <laughs> that's the east coast like, dude yeah that's, the east that's, coast. that's what they say that's the east coast like i'm if i have a problem with something i'm going to talk to you about it yeah yeah and it's one of the reasons i, I love my have girlfriend that many problems too. so yeah you guys are very similar in that regard hey abby if you made it this far i love you i doubt you did though <laughs> Why bother holding grudges against each other when we can just move on and do cool shit? Yeah. Going off of that, what's the one thing about your business venture that you did not expect? I didn't expect this much success so fast and to be so like positively just welcomed into the town. What we're doing has kind of already been done for a while here with, you know, you have like basement beats and there's culture shock and stuff and they book some shows. Yeah. But... I I, th- I didn't think that we'd be so welcomed and successful so yeah. fast. It's, I mean, it hasn't even been a year yet since we started Spot Lab, and so far everything we touch just seems to turn to gold. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love it. Yeah. I was Robbie, wondering if that's where that amazing. sentence was going, and I'm so happy. Robbie, that it is. I have to say, you started a little shy, like a little <laughs> like, and now you're just flourishing in this He's podcast. He's got a little got Robert Mondavi in him now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, Joe Rogan, I see you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would say like 
the thing I least expected about this business venture is that it would be a business venture to begin with. Yeah. I thought we were going to spend this money and never see it again and True. throw <laughs> events just because it it's fun. what we like to do. And fun. Yeah. that was okay. Now that there's revenue yeah. um, and we can invest it back in the company to make it even better. It's like, wow, like what are the possibilities here? What is our future? Like we've gone from the second floor of a sushi restaurant less than one year ago <laughs> to one of the largest festivals in Arizona next weekend. Oh, yeah. Jim and Jim. Yeah. Right. Go to Jim and Jim. Jim and Jim. Sick. <laughs> we'll yeah, be no, I mean, like helping amazing. to produce the Opal stage. And it's like they gather all of these various Arizona artists. It's all Arizona artists that play it. And um, and all of the production companies in Arizona kind of pitch in to throw the stage. And we're super grateful to be a part of it. But it's just so surreal. It's like yeah. I attended this festival the last yeah. time it happened, and now we have it like practically part of a stage there. It's yeah. Like, Whoa. And also that's June awesome. GM too over the summer, which I yeah. was like, I was like, oh, artist passes. I was like, oh, what's happening here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Robbie got home with artist passes. He was like, oh, I, I can't cut this. I have Bring to like that. savor it. Like uh, <laughs> it was that. awesome. Yeah, but we're really like. Also, I, I think we're really humble about it. And we, I mean, just the show this with Bards a couple weeks ago, like we got his autograph on our poster and it's hanging on my wall because like that's an accomplishment to us. That's not it like is, yeah. we brush it off because, oh, la-di-da, we have made it. Like we are very much in the thick of it and trying to figure out what the best next thing to do is. And it's cool that people are reaching out to us, but we're hungry too, so. Oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> hungry boys. <laughs> No, I mean, I love that. And I think I'm excited for what's to come. I think things are working. But there's something to be said about just the fact that you're doing it just because you love it. You didn't think it was going to turn into something. So I think that's that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So my next question for you guys is going to be, you know, every business has like their own little personal touch. What is one part of your company that no one really agrees about? You know, and why is it important to you that you hold on to that idea? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Uh, I don't know. I thought it would be interesting. Because <laughs> honestly, like a lot of, you know, huge companies, huge artists, like it took them holding on to something that no one liked because it was different and unique. And that's kind of what made them shine. So I feel like that's a really important question to ask to people. The first is a standard of quality that I think if we look at an opportunity and we don't feel like we can do it to our quality standard, then we just won't do it because again, a lot of the reason why we're in this is because it's fulfilling and that's, there's nothing fulfilling about that. There's a certain type of show that we like and we want to work the shows that we like, that we believe in. The second is, related but different it's like i i just don't want to sell out like yeah i want to do shows for the right reasons and money is never going to be that reason but at the same time you know this might be a little bit racy to say <laughs> uh but like spicy on us there's a balance here right you want to find shows that fulfill you but you also don't want to do things for free because it's a race to the bottom. Hmm. And we've had this experience a lot lately where 
there's a total mix. Some people reach out and they totally understand why all of this expensive equipment coming to your event would cost you money. But there's others that are like, well, we know that you just started. So we want you to come and do this show for free or do it for the love. And that's, it's kind of a turnoff to me, honestly. Don't don't manipulate me with the love. Like this costs money. And this is like (laughs) a real, yeah, totally. It does. And not only that, but like, if we want to build each other up as artists, free shows are not the way because these things cost us money personally. They cost us time. And in general, they'll be better if there's money behind it. And Money's such a complicated thing with people, but in general, I just think it's a mistake to start giving these things away because it devalues them at the end of the day. Yeah, hundred percent. It's interesting because yeah, like you have to value your art, you have to value what you're doing, but at the same time, you want to give. So mm-hmm. it's a hard line, but I would say to people, you know, if you really like what someone else is doing, you have to pay them for that. You yeah, know? you gotta sign up for our OnlyFans. <laughs> right, it gets even weirder in there. Believe me. <laughs> You thought Paula Dean on butter was weird. <laughs> Paula Dean on butter. <laughs> With my feet. You don't even know. <laughs> Whoa. What do you think, Robbie? That's an excellent point. Very real. <laughs> I, I would I think the the quality of the show kinda speaks to me. Cause I'm you know, I'm very technical and detail oriented and preparation for a show is a big part of what I enjoy doing. It's getting every detail just like, you know, nothing's perfect, but pretty close. Yeah. I feel like there's been some people I've worked with here in Northern Arizona where there's not planning or like pretty much any planning at all. For it is planning, it's like a couple of days beforehand yeah. for an event, which is, does not jive with me. I like to spend as much time as possible planning out every little thing like what's the size of the stage where are the lights gonna go how many lights what exactly are the lights where yeah. do they come from what's their manufacturing date yeah it's true <laughs> though planet planning means quality and it we does. have thrown things together and they're just it's like you know a little more time and this could have been so much better yeah not more gear not a different space just right. give us another week yeah yep so kind of going off of that you know what does success mean to each of you well i think piggybacking on the you know it's hard to do stuff for free is success means quitting my day job and doing following <laughs> my passion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also uh, added benefit on the side is being able to pay the bills. You know, nothing's free in this world. I think like success would mean it'd be dope to own a venue, oh, like a bar awesome. like venue. That'd be sick. Yeah. I would yeah. love to do that. I think if we were to even come to that point, that'd be very successful. I can't imagine anything past that point. I think we're kind of like both on the same page there with like, that would be, an amazing like point to reach, raging goal. Yeah, definitely. I'm really grateful that a lot of the goals I've set for myself in my life, I've been able to achieve. And Mirala. it's really cool <laughs> to have one now that feels unattainable. Yeah. Like so many of them did. And then they happen, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But like now we have this venue idea that right now, you know, we're looking at commercial real estate and it's, $3 million. And we're like, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, anyone out there, if you got $3 million bucks, I'm going to give it to Spotlight. Believe. Believe in it's us. Believe in us. <laughs> well, but, no, yeah, I mean, I envision like Flagstaff having a thing that's similar to like a Meow Wolf with interactive art that's and amazing. a venue. And it this is the perfect community for it. Not only are there a ton of to- like tourists here, it's the Grand Canyon town, but also 
the community, the artists that live here, like we could do so well with something like that. And so, yeah, that is definitely success now. Yeah. Um, and I hope that my barometer for success continues changing. I hope that once yeah. we buy the venue, we're like, What's after wouldn't that? it be yeah. sick to yeah. franchise a venue? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Never mind. I took that back. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's good to think about the future like that. And I had a moment to recently where I was like, am I being crazy? Like, this is too much. But I think it's good to just put it out there and like just like continue to have those aspirations and feel like how attainable it can be. Yeah, I think I'd like to start booking more artists at Yucca and growing that relationship that we have with the yeah. owner. I think we both have a beneficial thing for each of us going on there. Yeah. So I think we can it'd be great to keep doing some shows there. I don't know what's next. I mean, yeah, we got Jim and Jam and then right around the corner there's June Jam which I think we'll be having a part in. I will. I'm not too they sure what's <laughs> going on, but we'll we'll figure that out, and that will be even just to attend. That's an awesome festival. No, and it's good that you kind of struggle with that question because yeah, right? you have to live in the present. Well, you have to live in the present, of course, and you have to enjoy your current success. Yeah. But you also have to think about you know what's next and what do you want in life to just allow it to happen. And every show is such a challenge for us that it's like current success, but it's also like especially current challenge. It's like Interesting. every show is so different. You can't just templatize these things and then go and do it again. It's like every situation, the people you're working with, the gear you're going to have, like everything is so different. I mean, we have some new challenges this next show with like, you know, you walked in and we were playing with our projector. We're going to try projection mapping for the first time, which is really exciting. And then, you know, once we have that skill set in our tool belt, it's like, okay, well now let's take that back to like Yucca North and Mm -hmm. see what we can do with it there. And you know, just keep making every show better using the learnings that we have from the previous one. Yeah, and I like uh, your loyalty to the venue that you're in now. <laughs> you keep bringing we it back too. to that, which is, I think it's cool. It's a great place. Yeah. And then the owner's super awesome. He's a cool dude, and just everyone that works there is great. And They want us to be there. Yeah. And that's yeah. a nice feeling. And I it is. I like that you, you represent Flagstaff, and you're, like, you're trying to – Obviously, you have all these, you know, dreams. You want to, you know, you want to do things in Phoenix and LA, LA, all these places. But at the same time, you're like, but bring it back to my community. And we're honestly the community that's letting you shine and let you start this thing. So mm-hmm. I love that. Me too. Definitely. <laughs> Look at you guys go. My next question is going to be, what advice do you have for anyone trying to make it uh, and pursue their dreams? I feel like you guys are kind of doing it now. So if you see like, you know, someone younger than you trying to do some crazy shit while you tell them keep at it there's going to be struggles there's going to be failures and also have a support group even if it's just your best friend or a big group of friends oh are you talking about jared make out make out (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like don't don't give up on your values too this is going to sound cliche but take care of yourself because if you're not in the best headspace you're not going to be producing your best work doing your best art i think that being in the best headspace you can possibly be is the best way to find out first of all what you actually love i think that was a journey for me it was like doing therapy doing all this like mental health work to kind of feel get a real feel like first of all who am i really and also what's going to be authentic to me and i just feel like myself which is like reassuring and it makes me feel like i'm in a good path so it's a good feeling, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, it's oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question I have for you guys, and I ask to every guest to end the podcast the same way, if you could go back in time and tell, you know, little Robbie, little Jared, 
A piece of advice, what would it be and why? Um, probably something <laughs> simple like buy Bitcoin. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Coca-Cola stuff. Yeah, really selfish, but you know, I'll give advice. a bunch of money to my family. But, you know, something to make me well off where that wasn't ever a GameStop. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I of course, even... you white males had to bring crypto into this. Quit in the podcast without it. <laughs> oh my god, um, I I feel like I keep giving these like cliche mental health answers, but like it is a big part of my life too. Um, yeah. So I would say, love yourself. It's so hard, especially when you're in middle school and high school. It gets easier as time goes on, as you're more reassured about who you are and whatnot. But I, it's still something I struggle with. Like, even with all of the accomplishments that we have here, um, you know, feeling accomplished, trying to balance that constant need for being driven and having another new goal with yeah. also taking a step to appreciate what we've done and what I've done. Um I think that's really important, and so I would say it not just to young Jared, but this Jared. Oh, cute. And Aww. like this Robbie and Natalia and everyone else listening too. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. Maybe yeah. I'll throw that in after the buy the Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're awesome. Love yeah. yourself. It's gonna be great. You'll love yourself a lot more if you buy Bitcoin. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> Money helps. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for being here. You know, I'm excited for everything Spot Love is doing. It's gonna continue to do and. You know, excited to help and just be there to cheer you on and yell and be annoying and can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, guys, plug your stuff, your, you know, your websites, your handles, all the things. This is your time. If any of your listeners want to play some type of music at one of our shows, please hit us up because we're open to everything. And everyone does have a come up story and like, we'd love to be part of yours. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Hit us up. Hit us up. Find <laughs> us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, email. Bookings, bookings at, at spotlab.live. Spot <laughs> we said it at once. Said it at once. I wish we had something happening soon. Except we like do. come hang out with us in Jim and Jam. Right. We are going to have things happening soon. So just know that things are coming. And in order to find out when they're coming, follow us on Instagram at spotlab.live. You can find us on Facebook with the same name. Come hang out with us at Gem and Jam. It's such a fun festival. It's very unique. And more to come. I can't wait. And thank you for having us, Natalia. Yeah, of course. It was really fun. Yeah, Maybe I'll have you. you again. It's been fun. I love well, you guys. Yeah, well, thank you guys. And as always, do what empowers you, do what makes you happy, and farewell. Say bye, guys. Bye. 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 bye.